Welcome everyone to the Coffee House Network podcast. I'm here with Esther Lira from the Dermabite Clinic in Vancouver. If you had a chance to, to see us last week, we were talking, I guess it was two weeks ago now, uh, we were talking about the challenges of owners being just shut by the government like that in the spa business and hair business. And I, I, I work at a gym as well. We had to shut. It was the law. So we're just touching base and we're just looking at the things that she's doing and implementing to keep moving her business forward, even though she can't have her doors open. So welcome. Thank you. Great to be here. Yeah. So how about, um, tell us, uh, first of all, a little bit how we would find you later for anybody that, that comes on and about your clinic and before your doors open, what you were doing, and then maybe where you are now. Great. Well, I, I started Dermabrite Clinic in 2012. Uh, I started with, uh, with one room, renting from a doctor there, who was my holistic doctor, actually. He happened to have some extra space. And I uh, came from the corporate world before that. I was, I was always involved with uh, sort of senior management, marketing, and human resources type positions. Um, but I, I, the, in the, I guess, mid-2000s, I was, uh, went back to school to finish my degree. And the last course I took involved uh, um, a program, a, a course around your life plan, developing your life plan and what you saw yourself doing. And one of the things that came out of that uh, was my desire to actually start a small business. And because I was a single co-parenting parent, um, I wanted flexibility in my schedule, which meant if I had my own business, I would have that, right? I'd be able to go to school when I needed to pick them up and do this and, and just make my own hours. And I'd been uh, consulting uh, for a time before I'd finished my degree and I, I was laid off in one of my positions. And that was really the last time I said, I'm ever going to work for anybody. I just, I didn't want somebody else being in control of my destiny. And so I had been consulting and then I went through this um, learning of myself and, and decided that I wanted to start a small business. And so what I was, I had been working with a company that um, out of the U S and Florida that, had a particular uh, aesthetic machine. And that was a very new, an industry that I'd never worked in before, but I really loved that machine. And I thought it was a, a, an amazing piece of technology. And I could see that the aesthetics world was changing. So it wasn't this traditional hands-on you know, world anymore. Technology was kind of coming into the space and it was really changing the way that industry was, uh, was going. And this particular manufacturer had clients all throughout the US and she wanted somebody in Canada to kind of be her representative. And so it started that I was going to be her rep. And so I got that machine. And I myself at the time had issues with melasma around my face from being pregnant. And that machine has an LED light feature. And it got rid of it. And I was like, just this is amazing. So rather than just be a rep, I thought, well, I might as well put it to work. And so my, my doctor at that time said, hey, I have an extra room. It's got a sink and a shower. And that's how it started in 2012. And I hired my first esthetician back then to help me because I really didn't know anything about aesthetics, to be honest. <laughs> I just loved the machine and I, could, I wanted to be part of something that I felt was revolutionary at that time. So Dermabrite Clinic was launched um, at that time to specialize. We started just doing facials because I had this the one room at that time. And then really, I've just evolved it in the eight years since then. I actually, ultimately, we took additional space on and then the doctor actually moved to Alberta, and I took I took over the whole space, and I ended, wow. ended up. When you today. did what you did, what um, a lot of entrepreneurs fail to do right out of the gate is you found someone who knew more than you did right away. Uh, in turn, well, in a few in a few ways, for sure. Yeah, you have. Yeah, to. in in a certain area that you didn't have a strength, you hired that person on, and then you could focus on the business strengths. Right, definitely, and, and figuring things out. I mean, I, I had to running a bricks and mortar business 
is very different than say consulting where you're just really branding yourself. So because I had a background in marketing though, uh, that was very beneficial because I just went down to the basics. And you know, I always say that marketing is really about two things. One is to uh, know who your competition is. Once you figure out what you wanna do, but if you know your competition, you can see what they're doing and where is there an opportunity for you to have a niche. Uh, and so for me, the niche was, well, let's just focus on our technology and the face. And let's figure out, let's do anti-aging uh, because that's where the money was. And also in time, I developed a second niche and that was in acne. Um, and I'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, so it was that, and then looking around to see, I also was very keen on promoting the use of clean products. Uh, and there's a story that kind of led me to why that was as well. But nobody was really doing a lot with the organic idea and sort of more natural, holistic thing. And that was something from the very beginning that I really promoted. Um, and then the second piece was knowing who your, uh, your customers were gonna be. So once you figure out what you can offer, then it's like, well, who's gonna appeal to this? Uh, and then it's, it, you know, you do those like the social demographic um, uh, criteria on what your ideal customer would look like. And for me, that ideal customer was basically a woman, you know, 30 to 65, um, you know, I'm living on the west side of Vancouver, which is where I'm based. Um, and the secondary market that came out of that was that they had kids and those kids would have acne. And mm -hmm. that's where acne sort of came into the fold for me. They learned each other really well and you already had basically two avatars already to start with. I mean, now when we go to business coaching, we're like, find your avatar. And you already had those ahead of time, which is amazing. Totally. And, and the thing is now what's happening, I mean, we, I invested from that. You can, once you have those two things figured out, you can do your marketing plan. How am I going to get to those customers and how am I going to differentiate myself from my competition? And so I was very clear that I wanted to focus, you know, on particular things, holistic, technology, acne and anti-aging, and, and again, the face. And then as I expanded the business, we added those other components. We added the acne piece. Then I got into the body program when I um, found the LPG machine from France which is the only one that really works on cellulite, which is every woman's biggest body complaint yeah, is, is, is cellulite and what can I do about it? And again, the fact that it's 100% natural, 24,000 clinics in France use this technology. It's a huge business. Oh, so you mean um, French women don't just come by this naturally? No, and they get to eat what they want and drink red wine and they don't get- Sorry, we're gonna uh, talk a little bit more. I'm not just gonna work <laughs> on the face from now on at your clinic. <laughs> Great. It's, it was a full circus, full circus, full circle um, thing to, to really offer that head to toe, clean, organic, natural, but effective um, solutions, right, for the face and, and for the body. And that's where I am today. I mean, I've got six rooms. I, I have renters that do rent some space for me. I also, last year, I decided to, um, the busiest people in my clinic, I, I'm after tax dollars, right? I'm disposable income. The busiest people in my clinic, I've got two renters. One is an, an RMT, a registered massage therapist, and the other is a uh, physiotherapist. Both of them are very good. And they're the busiest because it, why? They have medical insurance coverage. Uh, people have extended health coverage. They can use their services. And so I saw that. And I, for me, it's about, as a business owner, every time a room sits empty, uh, I lose, the, you know, it's money that you never see again. So my challenge to myself was, okay, I only use two out of the six rooms uh, for my aesthetics business. Uh, how can I leverage those other rooms? And so I decided to go pursue, uh, to get a business license to do a wellness center so that I could bring in people who could work under my new brand, which is Holistica Wellness. I created a second brand. 
uh, and then we can work together. So I have an acupuncturist and then I have some other people in the mix that I'm, I'm constantly looking for people who want to join. RMTs are hard to find. Mm -hmm. um, they're the most popular. But, you know, that's the sort of the evolution of that concept will be to bring in uh, like-minded practitioners and really create a holistic setting, inside-out wellness, uh, where we still focus on our PC aesthetics piece. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And that's where you were before um, the doors shut. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, it's funny because the, the writing on the wall was really already back in January. I mean, we were seeing what was happening in China and it would be naive even then to think that this wasn't going to affect us. Um, and, you know, as a business owner, you, you have to mitigate risk as much as possible and you have to have some planning and foresight into what was coming. But when it does hit you and you don't know when, it's still really hard. Um, and so, you know, I basically had to, on October, or sorry, March 21st, when uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry basically said all personal services were having to shut, that was it for us. Uh, you know, we had to sort of close down. And, um, but I have to say- I have a friend who, who is an RMT, and she said, she's like, eh, because when, I, when, I, when she first started, part of the training that she got was, if you're gonna be in, the, in this business, you need three month buffer. And I was like, wow, who taught you that? Because I mean, that is, I mean, for most women, that's what I, I'm like, you need a certain amount of money, you know, you need a certain amount of money each month and you need to put a certain amount of buffer in the bank and have some backup systems. And, you know, most of us don't. I mean, that's just a fact. But I love that um, as an RMT, she was taught that. So she hasn't had to worry for a couple of months, which was really nice. Yeah, no, that's, that's the goal for us personally as well, right? Three to, in fact, they say six months if you're, you know, for personal reasons, for personal um, survival to have that. But, you know, Vancouver is a very challenging market, you know, as, as and I will say this, and I don't, I don't like to be a talk negative stuff, but we are, um, the industry that I'm in is actually changing a lot as well. It's being overtaken by doctors. Doctors are buying up uh, clinics. They are, there's a lot of big industry that's now moving into the smaller well, independent. medical doctor became, um, she just does, she just does beauty and Botox now, right? That's right. And I lost, right. I lost like my favorite doctor that I've ever had because I'm in the middle of still healing from a concussion. And she, she was so amazing. Whistler doctors are always, um, you know, out of the, uh, they always hit it out of the park. They're, we have all the best of the best people here. And so she, but I mean, she's got small kids at home and she's got to get the most bang for her buck. And um, obviously that's in aesthetics and she's, she's rocking it. <laughs> Very proud of her. But yeah, like. That the actual, I mean, if you're going to have the choice, you're going to go to a medical doctor or, you know, you're going to pick the medical doctor if it's going to be the same price, right? Which is really interesting. And, mm -hmm. and like you said, too, though, I think the other challenge is because we're on the West Coast um, with the ladies meeting, for example, I'll have zero RS, RV RSVPs two days ahead of time. And then all of a sudden I'll have 30 people show up. And so that, that's mm -hmm. a challenge for any business as well, where you go from zero to Oh, you all want to come all of a sudden, and and we can we're so weather dependent too. And I, I'm 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 assuming that might affect your business a little bit as well. Like oh, the weather, the season, uh, uh, definitely. I mean, we have our high times, which is generally end of January to you know June. Summer's quiet. August is really quiet generally, and then we're busy September to mid mid December, and then Christmas season quiet again until the end of January. That's the typical season. Uh, although I mean, I have to say we've had we hit. A really great momentum that started with me last year um, and it all we were on such a good flow and like I said February is my best month ever 20 in fact it's a, a, a 20% increase over my best month previously 
And that, that to me, honestly, is the worst thing about having to shut down when we had to in March, because it just, it cut my momentum right to the nothing. Um, and so, you know, the hope now um, is that we're going to be able to rebuild. And I started a membership program a few years ago, uh, which is, that was another goal that I set, you know, with my staff that we're going to sell X, you know, number of memberships. So, you know, having those goals and having things that we're trying to shoot for every year, it's really important in anything in life that it's important in running your business. Uh, and I think, you know, I've worked with a couple, I've worked with coaches uh, regularly for the last, I would say, six years. And I think that has been very instrumental in creating that um, that momentum in the business and also looking at ways that I can differentiate myself from other skincare clinics and spas. And I, I've done that through various things. Marketing specifically, I, I really now have the formula for what works for me from a marketing context, but also making myself a subject matter expert in particular things. So I wrote a couple of books, you know, I do some, I do some workshops um, that I've created because I have this passion and this interest in promoting wellness around mitigating the toxic load that our bodies are exposed to every day with everything and having those multiple streams of income as well yeah and i'm a big believer in that as a business owner i mean i know that for most spa owners they focus only on their business and there's lots of people that say that's the right way but i've never been prone to that thinking i've always believed in having multiple streams of income and that's just my personality. I get bored very easily. I like challenge. I like variety. I have good people now working with me that I can delegate a lot of the stuff that I don't enjoy doing. Um, and that's a constant sort of evolution as well. I mean, my ultimate goal, like I have a 10-year plan. I was talking about this this morning with somebody. I think when you start a business, you need to have a vision of what the exit strategy is in the beginning. What do you see yourself doing? How are you getting out of this? Yeah, it's and funny. That's what I, I mentioned exit plan to a lot of people who are still just going into, they're so in love with their business and they've put their name on it. And it's like, well, what if you want to sell it? What, what's your exit plan in five years? What do you want to do? It's like, what do you mean? <laughs> well, it, the other thing too is it's like, what's your shotgun clause for yourself? You know, if, if in three to five years, this isn't working, what's your exit plan as well? Like, are you just going to shut the doors? Are you going to try and sell it? Or what do you mean if it's not working? Like, no, I mean, many, many times people get into something that they are not in love with anymore and they're not doing well and they're distracted. And so that you see them running multiple businesses instead of letting something that's not working go because they didn't create a plan for, I mean, letting go is a plan for success sometimes when you, it's like, okay, we're going to try this for this amount of time if it's working or maybe there's no market for it. What are you going to do? What's your plan? You know, what's your timeline? So a lot of people just don't even have that shotgun clause or an exit exit strategy. That it's a hard thing for people to get their heads around because they're so, like you said, enthusiastic about it now. But I, I just think it's irresponsible to not know what are you trying to get out of this? Why are you doing this? What you know? What is it for you that this business brings you? For some, it's just an ego play. You know, they well, I have a fancy restaurant. I can eat in a restaurant. I can own a restaurant. Uh, because there's something, some sort of a get. You know, they 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 get out of it some some vibe, some feeling out of it. Uh, but is, is that something that's sort of long-term or is that really sort of feeding your soul? Mm -hmm. And uh, I just know me as an, I, 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 I'm somebody that's constantly, a, so I'm very self-aware and I'm also very, I'm learning things all the time and expanding. Um, and that's the next phase for me. Um, I see very differently about the things that I want to do. And it's not being tied to a bricks and mortar business anymore. Like I've, I feel, so I have this plan in the next few years to most likely sell it is what I'd like to do and then be able to move on to that sort of next phase, which is really an online world that I'm creating now. I'm starting that process now. 
we got forced into it. <laughs> and you said you've made some, um, some online sales too. Was that correct? Yeah. So I created uh, an online store about two years ago, a Shopify site called uh, myskinsalon.com. And that's where we sell a lot of our professional grade products. Um, and so, you know, I'm in touch with clients about that. I've got it on my website. They can purchase that 24 seven. Um, and so this week, I've, uh, this past week, uh, just sort of been focused on um, updating that, making sure I have all my products in there. I have a couple of new ones. One of my suppliers dropped off from the other day. I also have an eBay store uh, where we sell um, some stuff as well. So that's fun for me, kind of like, because it's a bit of, it's a bit new and that I get to spend some time. How do I promote it? Do I, and I am taking a digital marketing program with, uh, it's called Six Figure um, Mentors. And I've you know been learning a lot about still around. Hey, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, they're really, they're a very powerful group. I, I love them. One of my spiritual mentors is a woman named Landria Anka, who I, I listen to all the time. I love her straightforwardness and she's uh, the reason I got into it. Actually. Um, I, I just really resonate with her and she's no, doing was, very well. Part of the original tribe when they first. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. So the British guy. Yeah. There was t actually two of them and the British guy went one way and yeah. But I learned a lot. I learned a lot from them. Actually, I would say the coffee house probably was one of the reasons it exists because of them. What they did is they were one of the first people to have an online coffee meeting. They had a little spot in the middle of the screen that would show people just chatting in the middle of the day. Like you could do, it was just online coaching and they were the first people to really do that. It was very cool. They're really, uh, what I like about them is that they're very much about community. They really are about supporting their community, working together. I don't feel like there's not this competition thing that you always get. There's not a hard sell component. Uh, and so it's, to me, that's like, those are the kind of people that I align to, you know, how really, they really care about making a difference in the world. I think that's what drives me with anything that I do. It's like, how can I contribute something to this world in a positive way? And that's, you know, through my business, through the work I do as a trustee, um, through being a parent, being a friend to somebody, like what can I do to be a good person and, and contribute? And I think if you're on that sort of path, I mean, life is way better. It's just a, it's an energetic thing. <laughs> Positive. It makes it a lot more fun. And like I was talking to you a little bit earlier today, I'm finding that the people who have these paid jobs, they get to take two weeks off for COVID or however much. They're going home with 30 days pay. And they're used to having that schedule, but they don't have, they're not entrepreneurs. And I find that the entrepreneurs are stuck at home not getting paid are the ones that are busy all day long working twice as hard we have to hustle yeah that's yeah, really interesting and not lost at all in this it's just like okay we're used to falling on our butts and getting stuck at home and having to do you know to figure it out you know so it's yeah. interesting to see where where this all comes out in the end well i call it it's this notion of having grit and uh, and resiliency i think you you can't be an entrepreneur and not have grit uh, because uh, you're Anita constantly actually did a, a talk at the ladies meeting um and i think she did a blog post on it and it was called grit and she had really just talked about how you know you just got to keep going find a way you just if it, you fall down figure out what happened get back up again i mean that's a constant thing and it's so much more meaningful when you actually find the solution or when you get that first taste of success or when you're like oh my god i got that first sale or Oh my God, you know, we got, we sold a whole bunch of memberships this month and we got our best month ever. I mean, we celebrated that with bubbly and chocolate in February with my staff because it was such a big goal for me that I'd had um, on two fronts. We, we, we had two goals that month and you have to celebrate those kind of achievements, right? Figure out what you want, 
Write well, it that down. Personal, that personal resilience too to overcome stuff like this. Blair Kaplan was on um, the Coffee House last week as well, and she actually has a talk called on on resilience, and she's writing a book and creating a program because she's been through some really tough stuff in the last couple of years, and she's an entrepreneur that you know still had to show up for her chamber meetings and all these things. And it's like, well, you have to. Resilience is a skill. It's it's a learned skill. And it doesn't just necessarily happen. You, you, you're, you're with six-figure mentors. You've taken coaching and, you, you know, these things that help you come back faster from the bumps in the road, the ups and downs of, of being an entrepreneur. Yeah. My latest thing. Uh, so I'm looking, I love, I've always loved the subject of money. And so I've read the books and uh, studied people. And now I'm doing, I'm really into Bitcoin. I'm learning a lot about how that works. And so that's, that's another multiple, uh, another sort of level of money making, right? It's a multiple stream of income that could potentially be something. And, and I think that's, again, from, from a small business perspective or any business perspective, there's passive ways that we can make money that we don't always know about uh, when you're just If anyone's working. interested, we did a, a coffee house network on this, so it'll be up in the podcast. I'm just uploading all the podcasts for that right now. They're on YouTube right now, though, if you... Um, Go to Anissa Jane on that channel there. It's up, but it'll be up on the, the um, podcasting, the Coffeehouse Network as well. So, yeah, that was, I mean, for anyone who doesn't know about Bitcoin, it's just, you know, it's always better to be informed. Even if you don't know what it is and you don't plan on investing in it, be informed in case you see an opportunity come by about what it is and, and how it is being used in your world. Because it is. That's right. Because it is being used. It's being used in business. People are accept, accepting it for their services or products. So it's really, it's not going away. I mean, Bitcoin's and, been and around the, for many the years. The foundational programming of it, the blockchain, I mean, big businesses are already using that to do tracking. And so, you know, getting informed on how you can, how you can utilize something that big business is already doing would be great. Yeah. Lots of opportunity out there. Business can look like lots of things. <laughs> It could be one so, person. Um, so in the gym business, they've already started um, started launching videos on how to relaunch your gym business and stuff like that. So as you go to relaunch, just because we've um, got a few more minutes here, um, as you go to relaunch, what are you, what's your top priority as you go to relaunch your spa business? Like say top four or five things. Uh, well, I, you know, it's important to keep in touch with your clients and keep them engaged and let them know what's going on. Client care, it's always been really, really important to me, that customer experience. Um, I think making sure that you have your physical asset in shape. So I've been going to my clinic every three months. I'm, you know, looking at, uh, actually, I'm going to do a mate. Every sorry, every three days. I'm sorry. <laughs> every three days. That would not be good. Um, my insurance company apparently insists that it's every three days. And then uh, I'm going to do a physical inventory of everything too, just to make sure that I've got that in place. So just having my administration in order, having my marketing lined up, creating content right now uh, to keep the flow out there on my social media platforms, doing some blogging, uh, taking care of the problems, the little niggly problems that I've had. So today I have a, a call with my IT guy. Um, and, you know, so just getting prepared so that keeping engaged with my staff, um, you know, making sure they're okay. And, uh, you know, I, I'm confident, like, I think we're going to have to ramp up pretty like slowly mm -hmm. to get, once the phones start ringing again. Right. But uh, letting people know that when, when we know and letting people know when we're ready for business. Cause I know one thing is, is people are going to be running to their estheticians. They're going to be running to their their providers to get things done, right? To get the hair taken care of, to get the waxing done, <laughs> the pedicure <laughs> and the facials and the body programs, getting massages because everyone's dying to be touched and hugged and <laughs> all I those don't things. Even, so. Don't even get me started. <laughs> 
so we're, I think we're, we're going to be ready for all of that when it does happen. And I think we've all had a break in the, in the meantime, a chance for us to connect with our families, to take care of ourselves, to really hopefully hone in on ourselves. What do we want for the rest of this year? What do we want to get accomplished by the end of December that we can really focus on and get some momentum going with that again? Yeah. Well, and that's one of the reasons um, in the next session for people that are coming back on here, if they want to find the session, it'll be recorded. I'm, I'm doing um, a flash mastermind on clarity because, you know, seeing where we want to go forward is going to be so important and um, really knowing where you want to go because you get there faster. Definitely. And hopefully you'll get back up to that that point where you're celebrating and please invite me for champagne next time uh, <laughs> when you're celebrating that next, for your facial <laughs> milestone for sure. I'm missing it. I actually, um, one of the best, uh, I know it sounds terrible, but I, I was like, what, what are you talking about? The best advice? Um, sorry, what's my esthetician's name? Desiree or Kadi? Taddy? Cotty with a K. Uh, she told me, she's like, just use, just use Vaseline on your lips. And like, you know, I've been stuck. I'm like, oh, my lips are killing me. I think I've just been drinking too much coffee. Um, but it's the best thing. Just Vaseline. Good old Vaseline, for sure. And we don't like what's in it always, but I agree. And we got super dry skin or something. You got to take care of your skin. It's always exposed. Your face is always exposed, which is why it's important to take care of it. Color and <laughs> What was that? Sorry. I miss her on my face. Yes. Yes. I will let her know. <laughs> okay, well, if people want to find you after, uh, once everything's back up and open or um, find you online, how do they find you? So it's dermabrightclinic.com and bright is B-R-I-G-H-T. And at Dermabright are my social media icons. You can find me on Twitter, Pinterest, um, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we have a YouTube channel as well. And uh, yeah, anytime shoot us on my I have a contact page, of course, on my and website as well, right? For people in the spa business, or um, if, yeah, if people are interested to talk, I mean, my specialty has always been marketing and human resources, which are two of the biggest pain points for most spas. Um, and I can certainly, uh, you know, advise people on some basics to do with that. Um, I've, I've talked professionally on the subject at the spa shows, so it's definitely it's a, an area that's near and dear to me. And happy to chat with any anyone that's in the business that needs some advice on that. Awesome. Well, that's a wrap for today. And I'm going to stop, stop our um, recording here. Thank and you. I can't wait to see you live and in person as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We'll see you soon.